Healthy living shouldn't be a chore. Let's get the best you you can imagine. From the Wellhouse in Nanaimo, this is the Wellhouse Podcast. Migraines, they can be very debilitating. And so people often come to us and uh, want to know what our approach would be. As a chiropractor, my job would be to examine their neck and their upper back. I would look at environmental factors, dietary factors. We could even discuss hormonal factors. And, and then we would work with another health care practitioner to try to tease those things out. And from there, we could develop a care plan that would look very individualized to that patient, depending on exactly what their migraine looks like, because not any migraine looks the same to any individual patient. I think that's why migraine is so challenging for the patient as well as for the practitioner because it's always multifactorial. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always more than one thing impacting how the patient's feeling with their migraine. And it's just different. So if you're just adding chiropractic, uh, you can get very limited success. If you just add any of the pharmaceuticals, you can get limited success. If you just take away stress, just change this in your diet, each individual one has very limited success rates. Um, it's only when you start getting the mix and the combined therapies and treatments together in the right dose at the right levels um, when you start getting some good success rates with migraine. So I think it does, it's, it's never a straight path. It's always kind of jogging and jiving according to um, what's working and what's not and just always trying to get a little bit closer to that perfect mix for that individual patient. And with a long-term view of what the patient's ideal picture of health would be, so I would have my patients fill out a headache index when they come in, which gives me a very clear picture of how their activities of daily living, how their quality of life is impacted by the migraine. Uh, and then after a certain course of care, we'd repeat that to make sure that we're going in the right direction. The patient can actually look at both indices to see how far they've come. One of the best pieces of advice I can give anybody listening at home uh, that wants to start at home or the, and, and by no means do I want to um, minimize migraine, but they have to start with sleeping um, and figuring out how they can get seven hours of quality sleep. Uh, lots of different reasons in terms of why patients aren't sleeping, um, but that would be my first is get your seven hours of sleep before you start doing anything else for your migraine. That's kind of the baseline that you have to have. Um, after that, hydration and nutrition, and just get a baseline. Just start eating properly and getting your hydration in, um, and then you can start visiting the practitioners once you have that baseline, because uh, I think those really trump anything else for and migraine keeping, sufferers. Yeah, and keeping a journal while you're at it, because it's su super valuable information, not only for the patient, but for the practitioner too, because the patient can see you know, changes over time when they start to chart and review what they have done in the past and what they have done that has not worked. I would start with, you know, just even if checking off that you've had seven hours of sleep, checking off the number of glasses of water you've had a day, checking out, checking off the number of, you know, uh, servings of leafy greens you've had, um, keeping track of, you know, wine and chocolate. Those are big triggers for, for migraine. So keeping track, eliminating those and seeing how that goes. Very helpful. I would, as a migraine sufferer too, I would certainly add in stress column to that. And you can just do a one to 10 scale on your stress levels for the day uh, and seeing how that correlates to your, to your migraines as well. People who suffer from migraines often say the weather is a contributing factor in whether they'll experience pain. But is this backed up by science? Have any studies actually shown a link between weather conditions and migraine pain? We'll have the answer at the end of the episode. There's lots of good research to show that the spine has 
um, implications for migraine headaches. Uh, remembering a lot of the neurology that comes out of the top three vertebrae in the neck uh, can influence vascular structures in the brain and just um, any structure in the brain. So that's always where we focus. Um, it's not always where the issue is, but it's certainly as a chiropractor, where we have our biggest input is making sure that those top three cervical vertebrae are, are working and functioning well. I think for a lot of people, it comes down to, again, quality of life. And a lot of people will hit a wall and decide they just can't can't manage anymore. And when they've realized they get to that point, they've already gone a long way down that road further than they needed to before getting help. I would encourage people to come in sooner than what they think. Uh, one of our biggest successes that we hear is when somebody comes in for low back pain, uh, for example, uh, and we don't just treat, as we've gone through in this podcast, we don't just treat back pain as back pain. Uh, we don't show you that the entire body is working well. So two weeks into treatment where we review and how's your back pain going? And the patient says, you know, um, that's great, but what's going on with my headache? Why is my headache so much better? And I didn't realize how much my headache was involving my day to, or impacting my day-to-day -day life. Um, it's amazing how people get used to these conditions and, and it is debilitating more than they might think. So I would encourage not to just fight through the, the annoyance of a tension type headache day-to-day. -day. Um, life can be better. I mean, these things can be treated sometimes very easily in the sooner is always better in terms of healthcare. Um, you wanna be 10 steps ahead. You know, it might just be worth noting that any new migraine uh, is cause for concern in an adult. Um, it can be from just eating the wrong thing uh, to something much more serious. Mm -hmm. So a new onset of migraine is not to take lightly. Um, you do want to make sure that you get in to see somebody and make sure that it's worked up properly. Any headache, really. You know, any yeah. change, any turning point in in your health as a child or as an adult is, is a flag, is a stopping point, is a stop sign to get help. I think you've just touched on something that I've been wanting to mention for a little while is that hope is really important. And I think that that's something we're good at the Wellhouse is providing an optimistic perspective on your health and your pain, if that's what you're coming in for, uh, to give people the idea that life can be better. And it will be. People who live with migraines often say the pain can blow in with the wind, that weather conditions can start a migraine attack. But are they right? The answer to today's trivia question, yes, they are right. Researchers in Alberta found an increased risk of migraine on days preceding Chinook winds. Those are warm winds coming from the west and on days when those winds exceeded 23 miles an hour. According to another study, about half of migraine sufferers are sensitive to weather conditions like temperature, humidity, and barometric pressure. The Wellhouse Podcast is a production of The Wellhouse, a team of Nanaimo chiropractors and naturopaths. The advice shared on this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. As such, it should not be relied upon to make any medical decisions. This podcast is produced by Nanaimo's Engage Q Digital. If you want more information about the topics covered on this program, give us a call at 250-729-7411 and tell us you heard our podcast or visit our website at thewellhouse.ca. That's 250-729-7411 or thewellhouse.ca. Thanks for listening.